Stand by for action. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast with your pals, Tom and Neil. Say hello, Neil. Hello. It's very unseasonal today, isn't it? It's like fucking 80 degrees it outside. It's 80 freaking degrees. I'm sweating in the Midwest. Yes. It's, it is insane. It, I think we broke highs today here in Michigan for this I, time of year. I was actually on the beach yesterday. Was, I, I don't think I've ever been on the beach in fucking October before. Man, how much sun can you take, Neil? Maybe like... 10 minutes time. You keep saying that. I'm fine, man. I'm fine. I've been to Spain numerous times. I'm kind of, I'm I know, but olive, you're very but white. You're, 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 you got the English, like, uh, the pale English skin. Like, right yes. now, I look, I look, I'm almost Mexican looking right now, if you're being honest. <laughs> yes, I mistook you for that all the time. Fucking hell. But anyway, all right, listen, Neil. <laughs> you can reach this course, fucktie977 at Gmail, or, or join the Facebook group, or send us a message on Facebook, or whatever, and we try to get back to you eventually when we see it. Yes. Speaking of the Midwest, we have somebody, our guest today comes from one of the great midwestern music cities punk cities especially it's almost canada for god's sakes isn't it because well, it's it like it has to go detroit chicago and you're gonna argue you probably see chicago first but i think it's detroit chicago minneapolis right for midwest sure yeah that works for me today's guest is from minneapolis at least i hope he is i, I, <laughs> I think, think i think he, he might have insulted him and he dropped off <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny, I didn't actually ask him but our guest today is from a band called tight wire and his name is tane graves how you doing man Hi! <laughs> I actually, I don't, I don't live in Minneapolis. You don't? Where do you live? <clears throat> I live in, um, in a place called Pierre, South Dakota. Oh, no kidding. Holy shit. Wow, you are close to Canada, Neil. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That you're, you're dead wrong. South Dakota is not, is not close to... Ah, that's you're, you're that thinking, whole other state. You're thinking of uh, North Dakota. Ah, I get you. So you're from yeah. North... Oh, no kidding. Is the band based there or are you based out i mean where are you based out of uh well we're, we we started in minneapolis okay um so parker and paul live in minneapolis and then i live in south dakota and noel um our other guitar player and singer lives in she lives in um iowa Oh, wow. I oh, told shit. you neil didn't i didn't i tell you that story anyway so hey let me ask you a totally non-musical question because these are the hard-hitting things that I need to know. Please. I assume your last name is like a stage name, but your first name, Tane, T-A-N-E. I've never seen this name before. Is this a like a Christian name? Is this some Norwegian kind of a thing? Is this a nickname, a half a name? What, what is Tane? God damn it. This is, this, you're, I mean, you're already somebody's pit- asked you this before, right? Hard-hitting. This is not a new question. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is already pissing me off, and I love it. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> My name, my name is, is straight up. It's Tane. It's my, my legal name is Tane Joseph Graves. It was is what I was right? born with. Yeah. Are your parents hippies or what? They are not. Okay. Um, believe it or not. Um, so where I live, Pierre, South Dakota, which is the capital of South Dakota, the second uh, smallest capital of the United States. <laughs> um. 
I actually graduated with two other people named Tank. Wow. With, oh, shit, really? So, yeah, it's... I, I, I was going to say you graduated with two other people, but it was more shocking that you graduated <laughs> with two people named Tank. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I graduated with, like, 68 people. Uh, but there was Tane Brembley and Tane Owens, and then me, Tane Graves. And also... Um, I, I have had people say that Graves is like my punk name. Um, I've had people come up to me and be like, oh, I just really thought you liked Michael Graves. I was about to <laughs> ask that if, I, if that's your brother. <laughs> it's his cousin. Yeah. You know what? Big I, fan. I, Big fan. <laughs> Michael Graves could be hanging by his neck in his fucking closet for all I care. <laughs> you know, but whole- the, rec- the recent years haven't been good to him, but, you know, he all right in a difficult job in the mid 90s i thought but you know what um i i completely disagree i think uh <laughs> i i think comparing michael graves um is like saying um sammy hagar he's like the he's like the sammy hagar <laughs> of of the misfits you Sam, know? the thing is those the first sammy hagar record with van halen was better than than at least a handful of the David Lee Roth albums. So I think you're barking up the wrong tree. I don't know. I was trying to think of like a good comparison. Like what if if because the one guy from Who's Could Do's Dead, right? But if 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 okay, what if Paul Westerberg called you and said, "Dude, I need to put the replacements together, and I need you to be the second guitar. I need you to be Bob Stinton. You'd be between a rock and a hard place, right? Like you'd you'd almost have to do it, but you know you know it'd be disappointing. Well, right. I mean, it's not the fault of of the person who gets asked necessarily because, like, you know, you want to do it, but uh, you shouldn't. But 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 can you do it? Well, I tell I tell you what, the Michael Graves Misfits was actually much better than the two incarnations that came after that, right? When, when Jerry, Dory, when Jerry singing, only yes, was singing, yes, and yes. then he got all right, all somebody right, else. That's, yeah. a, that's enough. enough well, no, mis- well, hold, mis- hold on though. We, we still don't know right, where sorry, Tane sorry. comes from though. Was is, is Tane like a South Dakota name or oh, something? Oh yeah, yeah. What, yeah what, what is the origin? Because I've never heard <coughs> it before. Um, is it short for something? Well, no, it's not short for anything. It's uh, it's it's purely. Um. So I, I I grew up my my father's name my father's last name is Graves, and um, when I was in my mother's womb, um, they were like, well, what should we what should we name him? And my grandfather's uh, favorite author was Zane Gray. Mm-hmm. So ah, they were yes. like, "Well, we'll name him Zane Graves, right?" Gotcha. Um, and then for some reason they were like, "Ah, that name's fucking lame." Um, <laughs> which, <clears throat> you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, but my dad was like, "You know, I went to high school with this guy named Tane," um, and I I actually delivered papers. Uh, my first job was uh, delivering papers for the Capital Journal here in town, and I delivered papers to this guy's house. Um, but his name was Tane, hmm. and so they decided to do that. It's hmm. a very completely boring story. 
Hmm. Um, but it's a weird, but it is a different name. Like I said, I've never, I've never seen it. So, so how yeah. does a young, how does a young teen in South Dakota, man? I, I complained about. I was in kind of like suburban Milwaukee, like in the, out in the country when I was growing up, and it was hard to find punk rock stuff. How does how does a, a young teen find punk rock in South Dakota? In I assume maybe late nineties or what? I don't know how old you are, but uh, you know when were you? When did you start getting into it? And how did you get into it? Um, I, I got into punk around like 2001. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. That's, that I was, was the last year that Neil bought a new release. Oh, fuck you. I was born. We still buy new records. <clears throat> I was born October 3rd, 1989. Wow, that's um, year I got my driver's license, Neil. Well, there you go. Wow. Yeah. But I still that makes you mid thirties now. That's that's yeah. really more of an insult to me than to him. Okay, I got you. Well, so how do you, you how know? Do you, you two thousand. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say I was I was looking for a compliment because my birthday is tomorrow. Oh, oh, happy birthday, man! Happy thirty yes. fifth birthday. Thirty fourth. Thirty fourth. Thirty fourth. Sorry. Dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I don't get to talk to a couple of old boneheads the day before your birthday. You could be out like having cake with your mom or something, but no, you're talking to us. That's that's right. So, so okay, so 2001, which is astounding. So you were which young. You're 12. You know? Yeah, you're 12. 12 okay. Yeah, yeah. So what, how did you, uh, I mean, was it Green Day or something? What, what does one, how does one discover punk rock in 2001? Because, you know, I discovered it in like 1987 and Neil discovered it in like 1977. So I don't how, even know how, where to start. Wait, how fucking old are you guys? <laughs> we're 50 and 60. I'm the young guy. You, I'm 50 and 60. Oh, you guys, you guys sound very young. Damn well, straight, you. buddy. We look very young, too. Yeah. Okay. It's it's no, the English don't. it's the English blood. Sure, keeps me young. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's his well, inability when the sun makes him age. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just I'm not used to anyone under like 30 having a podcast. So good for you guys. <laughs> Fucking great. He's humoring um, us, Neil. He's humoring us. My kids yeah, do the same thing. Like, <laughs> no, oh, no, no, so no, 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 no. I, I I'm not. I I it, it I, I'm strictly biased. I'm like well. Anybody who's dumb enough to have a punk rock podcast <laughs> must be like in their twenties or thirties because, like, why the fuck would you do that? Um, well, we're, we're but, listen. We've been in punk rock so long, we're very comfortable never making any money doing anything. That's the advantage. Well, hey, of our age. listen, listen. I, I, it, it makes me uh, a thousand percent more honored to be on your podcast. <laughs> well, good, man. Uh, because you you've seen it more than me. So, like, okay. So we're going back to how I got into punk rock, which okay. um, to you is going to be incredibly lame um, because uh, y- you know I like tour manage bands like Dillinger 4 and stuff, right? No, didn't like, know that. Uh, oh, the story? I didn't know that. No. Oh, I so I, mean, I, I, I thought, like I said, I thought you were from Minneapolis, so I like everybody yeah. from Minneapolis has a Dillinger Port connection, right? <laughs> At least so, they've, been, they've been drunk so, with Patty once or twice. Yeah, so my my connection to Minneapolis punk rock was um, when I when I graduated college, I started working at the Triple Rock Social Club. Oh yeah, um, and then I managed that place for the last five years. It existed. <laughs> And I started um, doing tour manage and uh, sound and merch for Dillinger 4. And that's how I got into this whole world 
of playing punk music. Hmm. Um, and uh, anyways, so but but prior to that, we'll go back to two thousand one. Uh, my favorite band was Blink One Eighty Two. When I was, you know, like I was in like seventh grade, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I had I had um, parents who were pretty cool about it. Um, so we went to Minneapolis and we watched Blink and Green Day, and I think like Jimmy Eat World mm. um, was my first concert ever. So wh- how, how far how far is it from from uh, South P- Dakota where P- you live in South Dakota yeah. from uh, Pierre to Minneapolis? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's about seven hours. Oh my goodness, man! I that's a, that's a heck of a man. Your parents are awesome. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so like my parents were really cool about it. Well, I, I grew up my like my dad was a big fan of music, particularly rock music. Mm. Um. You know, honestly, like I grew up listening to Guns N' Roses, mm. and, and yeah, your like, dad's, a- probably, dad's probably like our age, Neil. Yeah, <laughs> ACDC a- and shit like that. And sure. so, like, you know, like my 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 cousin Paul, who actually plays in Tight Wire with me now, um, he got a Blink One Eighty Two CD from his older brother, and. Uh, and Paul gave me the CD and was like, dude, just give this a chance. And I didn't. For like seven months, I had that CD sitting on top of our, our like family room television. Because um, I was like, this, that, that's fucking gay. <laughs> I, I like I... <laughs> that lady's writing in right now. Oh, yes. We're getting hate mail right now. Yeah. yeah I, we don't care. I, we love yeah. It. I'm like, well, but was this it the, is the okay, 90s. So if you, okay, so okay, listen, this this if was you the said 90s. It was gay, right? Then it wasn't the one with Janine. Well, there was the one with the porn star. Janine Lindemuller, so indeed. Yeah, Janine Lindemuller. Yeah, that one is that's very hetero. Yeah, well, I, I, I like. I don't give a fuck. Um, anyways, that was <laughs> my uh, that was my honest thought. Is like this is lame, and I use the G word. <laughs> um, I think you're fine on this show, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but like, so I refused to listen to it because I was like, Guns N' Roses and ACDC is the only rock and roll that I, I care yeah, like about. Tough guy rock and roll, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, is silly. Um, but, uh, but then I remember like going over to his house and like at like two in the morning, we're like sitting there playing like 007 on nintendo 64 excellent and he's like he's like he's like all right just give it a chance and i was like all right fine um and then then i fell in love with it so that like that was my initial love for pop punk was blink 182 and then i started like you know like being someone who lives in a town of ten thousand people i had nothing else to do um, so I started watching all these interviews. I start like every time I went to, like we would go out of town to do like shopping and stuff because we live in a shitty little town. And I would like, 
ask my parents to like, hey, can you please buy me this $15 DVD? Can we go to Hot Topic? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then like all, all of a sudden, you know, Blink, like Blink was talking about like no effects and Pennywise. And then I fell in love with those bands um, and the queers. See, that's what you're start- supposed to. That's what you're supposed to do, though, right, Neil? Yep. Well, right. Sure. You're supposed to keep and, digging. Yeah. And then by like by like the eighth grade. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. That's the tra- train is that, is that, I was gonna say, is that the, is that the one train that comes from Pierre? <laughs> no, it sounds like that might have lots of trains, Neil. We 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 have a lot of trains. It's that- funny we can hear you though. It's like it doesn't drown you out. It's just like a. It sounds like an old timey train, as if there might be like well, an old you, hobo on it what, or something. I tell you what, Neil, we've actually progressed quite nicely here. Why don't we? So you guys have a new album out, and it's called Headful Snakes. Of, Headful of Snakes. Headful of, Headful of Snakes, and it came out earlier this year. And I tell you what, I had a friend text me earlier this year. He said, "Dude, this is the album of the year." Oh, and wow. I've, I've only recently listened to it a couple of times, and it's definitely growing on me. It's called Headful of Snakes. Let's play a song from that, Neil. Let's let's play a song while the train passes, and then we'll come back and we'll pick up in eighth grade. Okay. Um, let's play uh, I guess, is this the single? Is, is Bad Decisions like the single? Because I know you made a video for it, right? Uh, no. Um, I, thought, I thought there was a video of you guys in the wrestling ring. I thought there was Bad Decisions. Maybe. I don't know. Jesus Christ, man. Are you I in this band or not? <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell no, me anything. I, I I can tell you, uh, there's not a video for this. I just saw oh, it on your. I just anyways, saw, I just saw it on your Play web. It. I just saw it on your website. You know, you're shit. losing your mind, dude. You're losing your mind. I am not. Okay, this is no, anyway. No. You, oh, are are you saying bad things or bad decisions? Bad decisions. Oh, okay. Sorry, I couldn't hear you over the train. Yes. <laughs> okay. We, See, I'm not we, losing my we, mind. We, I'm not that old. <laughs> we did make a video for it, so yeah. yeah. Proceed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is tight wire with the first one tonight. This is bad decisions. <laughs> Bad decisions 
decisions there yeah watch the video too it's funny it's a it's a yeah, good yeah. one all right so, so where were we so Was, you're you're in eighth grade now you're starting to dig into the scene a little more you're starting to get into some 90s stuff some older stuff kind of digging to the roots of punk a little little deeper are you picking up a guitar at this point or are you still just uh kind of digging the music did the train run over him um, picking up the guitar. I picked up the guitar at like. Nope, he's there. No, we're still there, but. Oh, now now the train's the, now the train stopped. Oh, good. Ah. It... Freight train, <laughs> I assume. Be careful! The, you might, careful! Some folk pugs might jump off of that. <laughs> we can still hear you, though. It's fine. It's fine. You can even get answer. It's fine. It's no, it's no big deal. Well, it was. Now it's like right up. It's like it's next. To you. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is... This is our typical level of professionalism. It's all right. <laughs> See, th- this is the problem. Is I I don't know what professionalism means. Uh, yeah, we, don't, we don't either. You're fine. <laughs> you're okay. Fine. All right. All right. All right. Good. Good. You're. you're, so you're, have... you're... Okay. No, no, no. So eighth grade. So I'd already been playing guitar. Um, but like, so I went down the rabbit hole of like. So I started with blank. Then went to no effects. And then, like, then went all the way down to, like, not down, but, like, maybe all the way up to, like, the germs oh, and wow, nice. circle, yeah, yeah. Cir- circle Jerks and Dead Kennedys and Millions of Dead Cops. And um, do you guys remember the website Interpunk? Oh, oh yeah. It's still going. I bought lots yeah. of stuff from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it still a website? It I is. haven't checked. Yeah, it is. It's still going. I, I actually told a relatively amusing Interpunk story over a couple of different episodes, uh, but I don't want to totally rehash it right now. But, but yeah, they they came through on their normal thing where they didn't deliver, and then they accidentally did after I'd already got my money back. So, very, very... Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, but anyway, but yeah, I used fantastic. to get a bunch of stuff from back in the day. So, like, yeah, but, like, before, you know, to all, all, anybody who's listening, that lived um in in the new era of streaming services and stuff we used to just order cds off interpunk um and that's what we did because i think we had like a sam goody um in, in, in town but like they didn't carry very many like they carried like no effects and me first and they gimme gimme's and sure like, like the more mainstream indie Fat, punk epitaph stuff like that. The bigger, right, levels. right. 
Um, but they didn't carry like the shit that I was into in eighth grade. So I, I bought all my stuff off Interpunk. Um, and then I went through like a big lookout records phase where I was like ordering everything just from lookout records. Um, uh, that would have been about their last gasp, huh? That would have been about the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And now I listen, I listen back to some of the lookout record stuff and it kind of fucking sucks. Like, well, they had their staple of acts, but they they (laughs) weren't afraid to, they weren't afraid to put out some weird stuff, man. But they, you know, it's, oh boy, it's back again. (laughs) <laughs> the train's back. <laughs> hey, li- li- listen. You know, Crimp Shrine is great. Um, Op Ivy, obviously great. Yeah. Mr. T Experience, eh, I don't fucking get it anymore. Well, see, I still love them. I think the big three, Mr. T Experience, The Queers, and Weasel. That stuff, all, to me, all that stuff still holds up, but different strokes, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and, you know, maybe I should just go back. I, I, I mean I know I, I know all the dudes that like do booking for uh what's the fucking dude's name from Mr. T Experience? Dr. Frank. Dr. Frank. We had him on. We had him on yeah. a couple years ago. He's a real real smart guy, good dude. All right. Well I'm sure he's not listening to this, so I'm sure. Yeah, it's fine. Totally fine. Well. It's fine. All right. Well um if we have to choose between him and you it could be tough but we'll try we'll, we'll try to make the right decision you know what uh his song about danny bonaducci uh was pretty good Danny, danny bonaducci bonaducci uh, yeah, good <laughs> <laughs> um anyways uh so i don't i don't even know where we're going with this but uh oh, so you were you were two, yeah at eighth grade you were getting a bunch of stuff from uh yeah i was out. like I, I i was straight up like lookout records and interpunk like listening to the germs um and also you know like t- tony hawk's pro skater um oh, yeah. was what was in my world of like you know when i was like 14 i think the first tony hawk game came out and so we were we were all about like suicide machines hmm. and dead kennedys and shit like that it's amazing because that you know I was too old. I never really got into video games, but I'm I'm shocked when I learn how like how many people were affected by those by, Tony yeah, Hawk soundtracks. Yeah, yeah, by that the was, Tony Hawk one. Huge. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> those, those Tony Hawk sound soundtracks, like they they did a lot. They did a lot for like um, my world, like my generation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was insane because like. I, I have talked to a million people who know who the suicide machines are and they're like, Wait, where'd you hear the suicide machines? Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And they're like Yeah, same. Detroit's finest. Uh, de- Destruction by definition actually is a great ska punk record. And and I fucking hate ska. Good yeah, man. I mean, oh Look at that. he's yes. our he's our guy. I do yeah. too. I really especially the nineties stuff. I, I, you know what? Goldfinger, Real Big Fish, all that shit, like... Terrible. I actually, I, I got kicked out of a Goldfinger show. Forgiving uh, the Goldfinger? No, uh, <laughs> in, in like, 2019, I was, uh, um, me and my ex-wife were out on a honeymoon in Hawaii, 
and Goldfinger was playing, and I kept screaming, uh, John Feldman is the Donald Trump of punk rock. <laughs> I assume he's the main guy, the main singer guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they they threw me out. They didn't like that. Did was they the guy were, from was the guy from MXPX playing bass for them? Yeah, yeah. Lucky he didn't freaking hit you in the head with his bass. <laughs> well, whatever. Huh. Well, it's it, it's I'm with you, man. I never was a big fan of '90s ska. There's two bands I give a pass. Three bands I give a pass. Suicide Machines get a pass because they're just so good, and Against All Authority from Florida gets a pass because they're so good. Uh, the yeah. other one, they, the other one that gets a pass is the Mustard Plug for because they're from Grand Rapids, and I've seen them so many times because that's where I live. Hell yeah! Even though I don't, it's not my style, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I I ran sound for Mustard Plug at Triple Rock a couple times. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, Good dudes. Um, they are, they are. I just, I just be like, fucking dude. We get it, man. We I, get it. You know, we understand. I just, I got lost on the Scott. Like, and I have a, I have a lot of friends who love Scott, and that's great. But I just, I'm so lost on it. I just don't it's get a, you it. Know, I, I, people say it makes them happy. <laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, no. I think it's one of those things. I think it's like it, one song is fine, but then as you know, after you watch it for like an I think hour it's because I can't do that stupid dance. Like I don't have coordinated enough feet. <laughs> I, th- I think you could. I, think, I don't think it's that. I would fall right on my face. <laughs> I, I, I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Is is, is that I'm not coordinated enough to skank? <laughs> you know um, what? I, I can skank like the guy on the cover of the circle jer- or like the circle jerks logo guy. I just can't skank like the stupid. Maybe, fedora wearing guy. No, maybe you I, could I, 25 I, years I, ago tom yeah that's true i bend down now i try to go low when i skank i just fall down <laughs> i'll tell you this i'll tell you this it, it's it's too happy to be punk rock because i want to be angry when i listen to punk rock yeah well and it's and it's yeah, no, well, I agree, see man. That, that, well, that's actually interesting that you say that, though, because at, your music, Tightwire, that, I don't know, it's it's it's, it's uh, kind of it's kind of happy and it's kind of light. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know about that. I think it's very dark. Like I feel dark. like it's mu- the lyrics are dark as hell. I oh, like I see what you I see what you're saying. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, musically, it's yeah. pop punk, but lyrically, it's like heavy metal meets emo or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the Smiths or something. Well, it's <laughs> like it's like yeah. I mean, like really. Really what it is, is like, I listen to a lot of pop punk, which is genuinely, it's it's all <coughs> in major key. So it's it's happy. Yeah. Upbeat, yeah, yeah. Sounding upbeat. But um, everything I sing about is, is yes. tragically True. depressing. <laughs> Cripplingly depressing. <laughs> You know what? That's a good. That's a good segue into another song. You know, how about one foot in the grave? I was about to say that would be a good one. Yeah. So this is Tightwire <laughs> off of Headful of Snakes with one foot in the grave.
sight while you're there with one foot in the grave. Yeah. All right, we better get up to where he starts playing in bands here. So, oh, oh so, yeah, oh, when he moves to Minneapolis or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where where are we at now? You're you're in school. You you uh, finished school in South Dakota. Are you playing in bands in high school? And if so, where the hell are you playing? Um. So so we actually so through the power of MySpace. <laughs> ah yes. MySpace, um, Interpunk, holy shit, we're going back yeah, in time he had, here. Yeah, he had right. his friends with Tom and MySpace, and he had Interpunk. What else could you need in South Dakota, Neil? <laughs> well, there was two so, internet connections to the whole town. He had to go to the library to order his CDs from <laughs> Interpunk. Yeah. Oh. So may, maybe the most smart move in, in, in my lifetime is we used MySpace to look up bands um, – because we, we like, you know, Pierre is the center of South Dakota. So there's really nothing to play. You know, if, if your band is playing, say, Denver, Colorado or for Collins, and then you have Minneapolis, you're taking a day off because South Dakota okay. is such a, a, a massive fucking Midwest too State. far to drive. Too far to yeah. drive home. Yeah. So, and I, I I can't take credit for this, but but I had two two friends um, who were way older than me. So like maybe I was like seventeen, and maybe they were like twenty three, twenty four years old. Um, they were smart enough to get on MySpace and be like, "Hey, I see you're playing Denver, and you have a day off." And then you're playing St. Louis or Chicago or Minneapolis, you know, two days later, would you want to come play in Pierce, South Dakota? And there, there were so many bands that did it. Like, I, I, you know, it it was during like the emo movement, like in the two thousands. So like bands like, Cardinal Sin or Cadillac Blindside or Off Their Heads um, or Ladderman. Um, this bike is a pipe bomb. Uh, we had a lot of Planet X bands play here. Um, what? Where were? The, where were you do? What were you using? Like VFW halls or what were you booking shows at? Yeah, we were we were booking shows at like the VFW. Um, we actually we, we booked a lot of shows at uh, the Chamber of Commerce. Mm. Um, they they would book us like a night for like eighty bucks. Um, so so even if as long as you got fifty people out, you could pay the band, you could pay for your PA and everything else. Exactly. Yeah, and we always had like somebody with a PA mm. who was willing to like bring it down. Um. So, so we were you that. were you playing with these bands? Were you were you like we went well, band, I'm looking at we're gonna put our band on the bill? Um I mean, yeah, I, I so I played in like a shitty fucking op ivy punk ska band. Well it's kind of, uh, kind of an emo though, right? Yeah, I mean, but that's what we were doing. <laughs> and we, we, we had a million different names. Like I, I think we changed our name like every single show. <laughs> um but 
<laughs> but good like, way build, good way to build a loyal following. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we like we, we just had no we had no idea like what we we didn't we didn't know that marketing or or whatever sure, was a sure. thing. Like we just thought it was fun. Sure. Because like we would get together at band practice and we'd be like, "All right, well, Dumpster Baby Pogo Stick is going to be our next band name." That's pretty good. Um, you know, like like so we would just like be total cons, but it like it never it never affected like like we were the people in high school still, and these dudes were all like twenty three, twenty four that were like putting on the shows. So they were like, "Well, you got you guys got the boots on the ground, yeah. Like there, there's nothing else going on in this town, so you're well, gonna, gonna put pay the, you twenty dollars anyway. So we're gonna pay you twenty bucks, and you're gonna put up all the flyers in <laughs> high school and tell all your dumb yeah. fucking high school band like <laughs> friends to come out to the show, and like it just it worked, and and like we did that with like dude, we had like." Yeah, we had like off their heads. Um, fuck, I re- I even remember like we almost got Alkaline Trio to play here hmm. at one point. Not not me, but like the the two dudes that were booking shit were like, oh yeah, we got like Alkaline Trio on the line. They need like a, a day off show. It didn't end up working out, but like. Um, yeah, but that was that was how I found out about like Dillinger Four, um, the, the the Ergs. Oh yeah, dude, Mike, Mikey Erg is one of my best friends of all time, um, hmm. and uh, it, it all came from the Ergs playing here. Well, in like two thousand seven. It's funny, right? Because touring has changed so much because. It really was like a band would go out for like six weeks and they would try to hit the big cities on the weekends and they would need those shows. That's like Grand Rapids always we get weekday shows. We get really oh, good of Detroit between Detroit Chicago, good punk shows. But now yeah. no because I just don't think there's nowadays a band will go on tour for like a week or two weeks and they just it's just not like the way it used to be where they would really, really tour hard. And I, I think it's a lot of different factors, but yeah, that, that was a cool era, man. And for me, it was more like the nineties, but you know, those bands just, you know, we get surprisingly good bands in our smaller town because you needed someplace to play between Detroit and Chicago or, or whatever. You know? Well, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, cause tight wire. I mean, I've seen, I've actually seen tight wire a couple times, Tom. I don't know if you have, um, I have not, but, but they, they do tour incessantly, right? Right. I mean, you guys are hard working. Because I saw you guys down in Champaign, and I saw you guys in Chicago. So, yeah, I mean, Champaign, Illinois, playing at the Rose Bowl Tavern. That's a that's a pretty small venue, mate. Do you remember that show? <laughs> uh, I don't remember that. Um, uh, let me let me let me remind you. You were playing. It was on. It was when you were on tour with Teenage <laughs> Bottle Rocket, and there was that other band that was on as well. I can't remember the name right now. And uh, the next night you were supposed to play Chicago, and you all got COVID, and the tour got canceled after that show in Champagne. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Do you remember yeah. that now? And it was well, at least they got was, at least they got Champagne in, Neil. That's the important thing. Yeah, right. Uh, well, well, yeah, Champagne Urbana. Yeah, Champagne Urbana. We're 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 playing we're playing Champ. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I know exactly what show yep. you were at. Yeah, we all we all had COVID. <laughs> um at that point yeah 
And it was uh, and it was really funny because it's a country bar and like I don't know the, the doors were at seven thirty or something like that. But from like six thirty to seven thirty, it was like bingo. So all the locals were in playing bingo. <laughs> and then yeah, at seven thirty, no, uh, yeah. Do you remember it now? I, yeah, I remember. I, I, yeah, I remember it because I remember walking in and being like, "Man, I feel like I'm going to pass out. What's going on?" Oh boy. Well, and, the music stops. Uh, they all started staring at you. No, we, we we made it through the show. Yeah, it was a good show. But like, but um, the next morning, I had to wake up at like six a.m. because I was I um, that whole tour, I was working remotely for a job, um, and I was like, "Holy shit, I feel awful." Um, and it was the first COVID test I had ever taken. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh, I remember loading in at that show and like feeling like I was going to pass out. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? This sucks. <laughs> um, so God bless you for being there. Yeah. Um, well, hey, we're going to play Champagne uh, again in Chicago uh, with Make War later this month so you should come try to hang out do you know which uh do you know whereabouts in chicago you playing in which place play, i think we're playing reggie's oh reggie's okay. with, with, with make war okay that's their label mates of yours too right uh they, no ma- make they? war is make war is fat we're red scare which is well you yeah, know, red, I, red I, scare I think... can technically be like a subsidiary of fat because so, yeah they're kind of like a minor league uh yeah like a feeder but i thought make war i swear make war made a record for fat for red rather but maybe red scare but maybe not <clears throat> they you know what they, they totally could have and i'm unaware of it but um i know toby does a lot of booking for them Is, um yeah and toby tour manages Teenage Bottle Rocket, too, if I'm not mistaken, right? He d- he doesn't tour manage. He, he Toby, the only band to- Toby tour manages really is uh, Lawrence Arms, which I don't even know if he tour manages them anymore. But Toby is purely a booking agent at this ah, point, gotcha. and gotcha. Um, and Toby and uh, Brendan from Lawrence Arms are the two owners of yeah, Red Scare. Of Red Scare, yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we, we still haven't, I'll tell you what, I want to get to the point where you meet up with Red Scare, where you get, where Toby brings you in and plies you with alcohol and gives you cigars and says, we want you to be the next big thing at Red Scare, but I'll tell you what, let's play another song first. Go for it. Where, where are we at, Neil? Uh, well, when I saw them, they didn't have a smoke machine, but let's play Smoke Machine. How's that? Yeah, um, I want to ask him about this song. So, all right, go ahead. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Oh, ask him about it. Let's 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 hear the story well, and then the the thing I like. I mean, this song basically is oh, turn on the smoke machine and, and play the songs that the crowd wants to hear. Is basically what you're saying, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so like, wait, uh, do you follow that advice when you're making your set list? You're like, or you're like, oh no, I need to play this new high concept twenty minute art piece. Or do you like, you know what? I just want to play the songs that people come to see us want to play. Do you follow your own advice? Well, okay, so here, here, here's the thing, dude. Uh, all of our songs are like two minutes long. So that's if, true. The new record, if, the new record is if, eighteen minutes long. Yeah, it, 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 if we played our full discography, we would maybe make it for like forty minutes, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, the uh, 
and I'm probably fucking this up, and I'm sorry. Um, but the song was written off of um, Joey or Johnny Ramone. One of the Ramones said, uh, just shut the fuck up, turn the smoke machine on, and play the hits. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. And so it, it, it's it's a direct Ramones um, interview where one of those motherfuckers was like, shut up, turn the smoke machine on, play the hits. You know what? And so that sounds like that, Johnny that, to me. If a Ramone yeah, tells so, you to do something, you better do it. <laughs> so, like, that is where the song originated. And um, I, I can't take credit for writing the song. It is our, our, our former uh, singer, Paul Kettler, who wrote that song and then um, gave it to us. And then I made Noel sing it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's our former uh, guitar player, uh, Paul Kettler, who, who wrote the song. Um, but it's a fucking awesome song. It's maybe our favorite song to play live. All right then, let's listen to it. This is them with yep with Smoke Machine. Tight weather with smoke machine. Yeah. So, hey, why don't you introduce the members of the band? Like, you sing and play bass, correct? Yes, I sing and play bass. Um, Paul Kettler was maybe one of the originating members. Um, he no longer plays with us, but we still do a lot of songwriting. He, he's kind of like a fifth member. He's like your it's DD. Like a, he's like your DD Ramon. That's yeah. right. He left the band, but he's yeah, still yeah. Yeah. So, like, He's still very much a part of the band in the sense of, like, we do a lot of collaboration with him, um, but he fucking hates touring, hmm. um, which I don't think he would appreciate me saying, but uh, that's the truth. Um, so we do a lot of, like, collaboration with him still, um, but the, the, the current members of the band is, is me on lead vocals and bass um noel on lead vocals and lead guitar um my cousin paul mulaney on rhythm guitar he's one of the bearded and, dudes uh, right? what's that he's one of the bearded dudes you have two guys with beards in the band yes right? yeah yeah he's one of the bearded dudes I, and then parker um who is our drummer 
and he's the other bearded dude. So <clears throat> that is the current lineup, and probably the the lineup that you'll always see. If if any of us quit at this point, it's just done. Mm. We just yeah, like we're we're not that band that has a revolving lineup. Um, you're not gonna just, be direct. You're not gonna be direct hit where you just put the band together and go away for a week. Yeah, we're 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 not gonna be a direct hit. We're not gonna be an off their heads. Um, it, it is literally the four of us. If any of us quit, we're probably just gonna say, "All right, well, fuck it, let's start a new band." So the ba- um, no, sorry, go ahead, Neil. The band existed before you came along, though, right? I mean, you came in the band pretty late, is that right, or not? Like, when did the band form? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, as yeah, I say, it so, was from Pierre to the from Tower. You can do it. Okay, so so from Pierre, uh, Paul, Paul Mulaney, who is our our um, rhythm guitar player, him and I are cousins. We started our first band together. We um, we moved to Minneapolis. We started to go to recording school. Hmm. Um, from there, I started working at the Triple Rock Social Club and started working with bands like Dillinger Four, where I met you know bands like No Effects and you know bigger bands and stuff like that. Um, Paul Kettler, our original guitar player um was playing house shows acoustically and kind of like had a revolving door of band members um which before we were tightware we were called a band we were were a band called drones (laughs) um and and that was paul's paul kettler's thing and so we were doing that um he asked Parker and I to be in the band with us. Um, and then through like my connections with the triple rock and stuff, we started to like grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we'd put out like, like two EPs through, um, a, a, a small record label out of Iowa city called bloated cat. And, um, we were looking to put out our third EP, and uh, we we recorded like six songs for our third EP. And I, I I remember the night. The night was like I don't know some sometime in like early 2018. We we had like just finished like doing um, mixing. For the the, the, the the new six songs that drones was gonna put out. And uh, <clears throat> we were a little drunk. Maybe we'd done a little bit of coke. Um, but we were we were sitting around at the house that Paul Kettler and I lived at in South Minneapolis and we we're like, God damn these songs like they're not that good, right? And Paul was like, yeah, they're not that good. So we were just like, man, maybe let's just fucking call it a wash. And uh, and write some more songs. Um, and I was like, you know what? 
the person who is going to tell me the truth is Eric Funk from Dillinger 4. So I was like, let me let me just send these songs. That was going to be our next, like, you know, EP, your bloated cat. Let me just send them to Eric Funk because I know he will tell me if they suck. So I, I sent them to him. And then we proceeded to like do drugs until like four in the morning. <laughs> and then uh Excellent. And then we went to bed, right? But but I had sent them at like two in the morning to Eric Fong from Dillinger Four. And um I woke up at like noon the next day and I had two text messages. I had a text message from Eric Funk from Dillinger Four saying, Yo, these songs are actually pretty good. Um, I, I, I sent them to Toby from Red Scare. And then I had a text message from Toby saying, hey, these songs are awesome. Uh, can you put out a record um, of songs like this before the end of the year? How did you know, to- how did you know Toby? Oh, I, I didn't know Toby. I knew Toby. Oh, you just through- randomly said it to him. Uh, so I, I I knew Toby ca- very like extremely casually through um, him coming through with like Lawrence Arms or the Falcon gotcha. or something um, when you were at the Triple Rock at the Triple Rock right yeah, yeah. Um, so I I barely knew him and. Uh, so, like, waking up that next morning and being like, oh, shit, we actually have something was a complete shock to me. Because, like, had I not sent those songs to Eric from Dillinger 4, we, we wouldn't be talking right now. We, we, you'd be, we, you'd like, be, man- you'd I, be managing a KFC or something? Yeah, I, I, I'd be at KFC <laughs> hating my fucking life. Um so it's amazing, isn't that the crazy thing is like it took the alcohol and the drugs to work up the courage to make your dreams come true. There's some kind of a lesson there for kids. I don't know that I don't know what it is. I I, I don't know that it's the alcohol and the drugs. I I, I <laughs> what, what I want to present as the message is like like don't like just because you're doubting yourself, like you know. I, I, okay, Here's you got got to swing for the fences, kids. Even you know. <laughs> Here's the thing is is I I, like like I played in so many bands for 15 years not doing jack shit. And so like I was like, all right, well, what I do? Okay, I'll be a sound guy. I'll be a tour manager, you know, but through doing all of that stuff, it it opened the doors with people where when, when I was ready to be like, hey. I wrote some songs. I had people on my side who were like, "Oh no, these are actually like pretty good." Um so it's just like if if you want to do it like just because your band's not doing it, fucking go be a sound guy then and keep 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 writing music. Because at some point you know, it's like do you know Dave House? No. Yep, he's from. He's a solo guy now, but he was from. 
he was in a band, some punk band that was pretty popular. He was, right? a, he was in the Loved Ones. Loved Ones, yeah. But okay. but he was he he was, um, the Bouncing Souls like fucking guitar tech. Oh, there right? Okay. Well, it's just like it, uh, also look at fucking Lemmy. Lemmy was like Jimi Hendrix's yeah. fucking like he was pushing guitar amps for Jimi Hendrix. But Lemmy Lemmy is like the Forrest Gump of rock and roll. I mean, his yeah, life story everybody. is yeah. unbelievable. Taught Sid but, to play the bass, you know, not very well, but, right, but still. Exactly. But, uh, but all I'm saying is, you know, if you fucking love doing it, just keep Get in doing there. it. Get in there. No, you're, that's a great message. Just dude. keep doing it. Um, because, okay, maybe it, maybe it'll end to nothing. Maybe you won't do a goddamn thing. But maybe you'll push an amp for fucking Willie Nelson and he'll give you a hug, but but maybe maybe you'll push an amp for Jimi Hendrix and then become the next fucking Lemmy. So like <laughs> it, you know it, it's it, it it's such a it's such a fickle fickle business yeah. uh, of like you don't know what's gonna happen, but you know what? If you give up, nothing's gonna happen. There so, we go. Right? Fucking words to live by. Let's so, look at that. Because Tightwire, okay, so your first album I mean, only came out like five years ago, right? Like Tightwire is relatively new. Yeah. And so you were and, in your late twenties. By all, by all, by most yeah, standards, like, the chance of yeah. you making it were over. You know, I mean, you were you were getting a little older already, and uh, the fact that you're still with it, that's good, man. It's real good. Yeah, but look, look, look at the guy that played like uh, what's the old fucking dude that played. Um, In Lord of the Rings, the the the, the fucking old dude. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Christopher Lee or whatever. You talking about Christopher Lee, the bad dude? Lizard? He he didn't he didn't get famous until he was like fifty seven years old. Wow. You know um, what I mean? And let's and so, face it, so, you might be like Charlie Harper. You might have like another forty plus year career ahead of you still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just made eighty, and he's still playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, eighty, like, yes, like, sir. It's just like, you know what? If you want to fucking do it, just fucking keep doing it. Um, do it for the love of it because, like, it probably won't happen. Right? Yeah. It probably will not happen, but it it might. And, like, I'm, I'm not trying to say, like, I, I, I'm not rich and famous. There, sure. there, there's nothing, like, I, I live in the fucking middle of, of South Dakota. Like I, I am scraping. Like I just did a job interview today at a grocery store. Because it's flexible, um, so you can still tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and and a lot of people will like come up to me and be like, "Wow, you've done it!" But no, no, I haven't, because I, I'm still trying to get a job at a fucking grocery store, <laughs> so that I can continue to play music. Like when we go yeah. on tour, yes, cool, it's great, awesome. But when I'm not on tour, it sucks. So <laughs> like, um, you know, it's it, it's 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 a tough life, but like. If you're willing to withstand the bullshit, 
then maybe you can do something sort of kind of cool. Well, actually, I was going to ask you about that. So how come if you were in Minneapolis and you're doing cool stuff at the Triple uh, Triple Rock Social Club and recording and stuff, how come you moved back to Pierre? Well, it's a little personal. Okay, um, no, no worries. That's so fine. That's fine. I was no, just, I was just wondering. I'll, you know? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, <clears throat> I was doing great in, in Minneapolis. But um, I was running with the wrong crowd, so I was I was doing too many drugs. Gotcha. All right. And 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 I knew it was going to be my demise. Ah, right. Mm. Um. Also, coincidentally, my dad, who is is somebody who like you know. You know, and I, I like I don't I, I I feel for people who maybe don't have the support system that I have in my life, but my dad is very supportive of my music career. He got sick. He's very he's very sick. Um so I decided between the fact that like I was probably gonna kill myself with drugs in Minneapolis and my dad's sick, I decided that the best move was to move back to the middle of nowhere in South Dakota mm-hmm. um, to help my mom take care of my dad and um, to get me the fuck out of a place where I was probably going to kill myself with drugs and alcohol. Uh, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, cool. and, and that's... That's the complete truth. And and I haven't been the best at being sober. Um but I've been damn sure fucking better at being sober with my parents, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and like being in the middle of nowhere and I also like I can hit a flight to Minneapolis like I'm going to do um for our next tour in like 2 weeks. I'm going to hit a, a, a flight and fucking go back to Minneapolis. We're going to rehearse for a day and then we're going to go on, on tour. Um, so it, 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 it's one of those things, man. It's, it, it's just, it's me, it, you know, it's I, where I you, it's where you need to be right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't love it here. I fu- in fact, I fucking hate living here, but I, I'm as you get older, man, you, yeah, like, so I, I moved out of this place the day after I graduated high school. Just couldn't um, wait. Just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to get out of here. In fact, the day before I graduated, I actually was supposed to be held back. Um, because I, I failed my government class. And I went to my government teacher and I was like, hey, man, listen, I'm, I'm supposed to go uh, to college in in July. I can't afford uh, to try to do summer school to get out of high school. And um, he looked at me with like the most disdain. <laughs> I mean, this guy fucking hated me. And he was like, shut up. I'll pass you with a D plus. So I don't have to see you again. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. And, and like, like I wanted to give the guy a kiss on his mouth, but he didn't want that. But like, they, they, they kind so, of frown on that. Yeah, but like I. <clears throat> I'm such a fucking failure when it comes to like uh, education, but like I, I did well in college when it came to, you know, working on music and shit. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is I cherish the time with my parents now because they are like, I, I am blessed with cool parents who like rock and roll music and who are, sort of proud that I go out and do this, you know? They they're at least supportive of it. Yeah. Um so uh, like it's it's cool to have this time here with yeah. them. Um but uh but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's you know, life's a weird thing, man. You fucking I, I I definitely I don't think I would be here if I continued to live in Minneapolis. I think I think I probably would have ended up at a bar where some dude with fentanyl laced cocaine um would have sold it sold it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's it, it, the last song on the album is about going back to rehab. I assume that's something about that right yeah yeah i mean i've been i've been to i've been to rehab um you know i i like i probably should have gone back uh you and amy winehouse both my friend yeah said no 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 (laughs) what should we play that song or is that kind of a what do you think i I'm, i'm okay with playing that rehab again should we do it sure yeah do it Makes sense. All right. So I mean, he, yeah. listen. He put it out there. He put it out there. You can't be. You know, it's. Well, I, it's, I tell you it's what. For the world here. I tell you what. I'm going to do a back to back here. I'm going to. I, I told you. I told you. I wanted to get into the hard hitting question. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. so I'm gonna, here we okay, are. I'm going to do a back to back. I'm going to do bad things because those are bad things, and then we'll do rehab. So I'm going to play two songs back to back. So okay. tight wire with bad things, and then rehab. Rehab again? Is, it, is that what it's called? It's just called Back to Rehab. Yes. Rehab yeah, dot dot it, dot it, again. It's, it's Rehab again. Yeah, rehab that's again. fine. All right. Here we go. Take it away. Stop it! 
Uh, Tightwire with two songs there that was Bad Things, which is my favorite song on the album, and then Rehab again. So there we go. Your favorite song on the album is Bad Things or Bad it Decisions? Is. It's Bad Things is my favorite. Man, oh, everyone's getting that mixed up. My favorite song on the album is Bad Things. Bad Decisions okay. is the one that has the video to it, which is all, all, it's, oh. it's all it's all wrestling based, right? Which uh, which federation is that? Because you have a couple of real wrestlers in there, it looks like. We do. We uh, So we, we did um... For bad decisions, we did uh, a promotion called First Wrestling, which is our homie Eric Cannon's. Um, uh, it's his promotion. It's out of Minneapolis. It is, yeah. Okay. And um, he agreed to do this with like a couple of wrestlers that we really love. That we, we, we've seen, like, do insane shit. Um, like, there's, there's another promotion called Time Bomb in, in Minneapolis. Oh, like, well, in the Midwest, um, where they do, like, death matches. Mm-hmm. Where uh, they'll show up at a bar. And they'll literally throw themselves off of a bar onto, like... A, a billion thumbtacks and shit like that. Um, so, like, all, all the wrestlers we featured on that are, are fucking insane people. They're, they are insane as shit. And uh, we love them to death. Um, and we're all, like, massive, like, wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we were like, well, we want to have... We want to have dudes that, like, are the real deal. So, like, everybody in the Bad Decisions video are, like, dudes that we've seen, like, almost bleed themselves out for for the sake of, like... Ten bucks. A night... Inter- <laughs> uh, yeah. Enter- a, a night's the entertainment. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it is v- literally, like, they, they will go to a VFW and they'll break themselves through, like, real glass and, and shit and, like, be bleeding... Um, and they're they great. Go, they're, they, they're, go, they work a construction job. All it's actually, it, it <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes. So they they they're like the equivalent of like, you know. Obviously, we're not breaking ourselves through fucking like a million thumbtacks on a table, but like they're the most punk rock like version of pro wrestler. Yeah, I was going to say it, um, it, it is, it is very much like being in a, a small indie punk band actually, isn't it? They're playing every night with, for no money and uh, just doing it for the love of the thing. Right. It's, 
exactly like yeah. they they well i mean like you know they're making a little bit of money but like for for the work that they're doing is is nothing in com- like it's like you know when you watch are you familiar with like uh the hell in the cell where mankind yes. Yes, and sir. undertaker yes like they they're doing that type of shit on a uh, on a fucking nightly basis on the weekend and then going back home and working their day job you know it it's it's insanity it's fucking insanity um you, but, know uh, you know, you know what else is insane? I just found the photos I took from that uh, show in the in the Rose Bowl Tavern in Champaign, Urbana. You don't look like you got COVID, man. You're looking pretty good up there. It was no, like it was uh, it was pretty empty at that point. So I got right up front and was taking photos of you guys. Well, I you know we like I also like this last tour I had food poisoning uh, for the first like three days. That must have been fun in the van. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, no! Yeah, it sucks. I, 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 like, I, I, leg- I legitimately thought that I needed to keep bottles on me so I could have diarrhea in them. Um, that's hard. To, it's I, hard to get diarrhea in a bottle, dude. I hope you got a wide mouth. Uh, you're, you're telling me. I kept it in. If you, if you, if you think keeping a fart in is difficult <laughs> try keep try keeping diarrhea in when you have a <laughs> severe severe um food poisoning and all you want to do is puke and shit yeah it was a, a very tough five hour drive to toledo ohio <laughs> and then and then i was like Pissing out of my ass. Oh Jesus! All the way. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> all this the is way. the glorious, the glorious side of rock. Yes, you've, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard I the Jim Croce like, song "Time in a Bottle." Yeah, this is a new one, "Poop in a Bottle." <laughs> and, and like we, we played a house show. It was a house show. Oh nice! Teenage Ball Rocket in, in Toledo, Ohio. And um, I was like, "Can I please use your bathroom?" And they were like, "We have a bathroom in the basement." that's covered by a shower curtain so i was literally like in a basement like an unfinished basement with a shower curtain blocking me and i was like pissing water out of my ass all the way until we played a show and like i i was i was hurting so bad but like you it's almost like the adrenaline turns on when you're when you're about to like do something like your body understands like hey i'm about to do something for a little while i need 35 minutes from you and you need to give me this exactly exactly i was like i was like please body give me 35 minutes (laughs) (laughs) but but no it was it was really bad it was the sickest i've been in at least like three years and uh, I, I, I managed to somehow get through it. And I think it's only because, like, your body understands, like, hey, I have to do this. It's almost like adrenaline, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, I, I have to do this, and I really don't want to shit my, my pants in front of, like, 90 people. Okay, Gigi. 
And if you do, I hope somebody would get that on video. Yeah. You, might, you might finally make it on Blabbermouth or one of the big rock sites. <laughs> that one, remember that one band when she pissed in that dude's mouth? Oh, that wow. brass, brass Against. You remember that, Neil? There was that, that band that literally no one had ever yes, heard of. Until I remember, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I. You know what? I. But it, at, at that point, I was like fully convinced. I was like, "There's no way I'm not going to shit all over myself." Uh, you should have you know, just. So. You should just leaned into it. You're like, "You guys want to hear something from Gigi Allen?" Yeah, like, there you yeah. go. Yeah, like, tribute, dude. dude see, see that's what I was getting. Shut the fuck up. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> is like I was like, if I shit myself, I'm gonna pull a Gigi Allen. Just I'll, tosses I'll, the crowd. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll shit all over the floor. I'll just, suck it up just, with my mouth and then just fill your pants up it. and swing it over your head like a helicopter. Just shoot all <laughs> over the audience. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I'm sure like every touring band has experienced that at some sure. point. Um, sure. Just don't fucking don't go to a questionable Mexican restaurant <laughs> and then eat the shrimp cop- cocktail. <laughs> just. Uh, yeah, if good advice. That's, avoid it. that's good advice. Also, when you're not on tour, <laughs> yes, avoid the shrimp, avoid right. the seafood at all, at all costs. Indeed, I don't, I don't, I don't know that Taco Bell will do you much better, but man, I. Right. I had well, a hell. I had a hell of a time. Well, Tom, I, getting on to one of the awkward things, I think you wanted to talk about talking about Teenage yep. Bottle Rocket touring with them. Do you want to talk about the Grand Rapids experience, Tom? Yeah, so the first date of your tour with Teenage Bottle Rocket was supposed to be in Grand Rapids on this le- on this latest tour on this recent tour, yeah. but it got it got canceled. It's supposed to be at the Pyramid Scheme, a great venue, great owners, but they're very sensitive to when people complain. So there's a group of people out of Chicago area, actually one of them, and mostly women who have decided they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that Teenage Bottle Rocket can never play again. Now Neil and I have talked about this ad nauseum. And we we know people who know people, and you know we even like talked to Toby about it off the not record not while we weren't recording and stuff. And in our opinion, Ray has been vindicated. I mean, he has some corroborating evidence. Nothing ever really came of it, but still, these women are determined to ruin his life. And not only are they determined to ruin his life, but they're really being dicks to any bands who will even play with them. Right. So, have you yeah. gotten any pushback on that? And does having Noel in the band? Do you have a conversation about it, or how, how does that go for you guys? Okay, well, I I won't say that it's just women, because it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. You're right. It, and once it, again, it, it's if, other if, people. If there yeah, was if yeah. there was smoke if there was fire as well as smoke, Neil and I have said this a million times. We would not support we would not support this band if if there was reason not to. We're not supporting. We're not just going to be he men women haters. That's not the case. It's just after looking at it extensively and him being vetted by people a lot closer to the situation than us, including a lot of women. You know that it seemed to us that anyway. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Well, and this is the thing. Like, and this hasn't been published. I I, I have been contacted by. Um, the witches uh, like like publications okay and um and, and like the thing i will always say and, and this is the honest truth is that we are we are we're not a band that supports rapists and um sure if 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 i felt like someone in a band 
was going to pose harm to somebody in the crowd that I was going to be participating at. Like, we would be the first band to say, fuck no. Sure. But, but like, but you have to look at the facts. You, you, you have to look at the facts. It's far too logical. Far uh, too uh, logical. uh, 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 of of did did they get dropped off their label? Did did other bands like Dillinger Four not play a show with them? Their, la- did, their label, did, who is their label, who is run by a woman, mind you, yeah, who is sensitive to these things also. Exactly. But here's the thing: is there's so much gray area. Was Ray a piece of shit? Yeah, maybe. He, he, he's pretty. But, he's pretty honest about that fact. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think he is too. Um, but but Tightwire as a band, we would not, we would not tour with somebody that we felt was a predator, um, and and we sincerely and like don't believe that Ray is a predator. It's been proven he's not. Was he a piece of shit? Yes, maybe. But um, but who really hasn't been? And um, we like the only thing I can say, and and I'm not trying to defend them or my band, but um, but the, but the truth is is. Tightwire as a band would not tour with with anyone, whether it be one single member or the whole member of the crew. We would not be the band that would that would support and tour a band that did that. And so, like, I don't care what people say, but I I don't believe that Ray is the predator that everybody um, in the scene wants to believe he is. Or certain people anyway. I don't think everybody is. And, and, and the, the, the thing is, is he's not. Right. He's, well, he's a I, good I, dude. But this, under the circumstances here, it, it just doesn't, there's just not enough. There's just, as a matter of fact, he has more corroborating evidence than the accuser. Right. So it, exactly, it's, it's a tough situation. But I mean, I wonder. Like I said, there's a certain group of people, and I don't think it's a big group of people, but I think they're good at emailing and good at making noise. Yeah. I mean, do they go after Noel? Do they try to reach out to her and say, "I'm wondering how I don't how extensive the reach is." Like I said, they got your gig in Grand Rapids canceled. Yeah. And they, I will they, not they, be supporting. I will do. not they, be supporting the. Ba- I, I know some bands that were actively involved with that locally, and I won't support them. But not that that really matters. I never go see the mostly sucky local bands anyway. But there was a few that I supported that I will not support anymore because of their actions. Well, I, I, you know, I, you, I, I fucking post this. I don't care. You, you don't have to cut this out. But like someone like Mitski from City Mouse. She was a total piece of shit to us. Hmm. Um, I love over that band. That. That's too bad. I love that band. Um, no, she she was like the first person like to, to give re- you guys a I, hard time about it. I I remember at Fest like two years ago, 
uh, Mitski was like screaming at Noel outside of uh, Lucy's, which is because everyone a, has to think the exact same thing she does. Right, exactly. And, and like, I didn't realize they were screaming at each other. You know, like, like, well, Noel wasn't screaming at her. She she was screaming at Noel. And I walked out and I thought they were talking to each other. And I was like, hey, what's up, Mitski? Like, because we we played shows with her. And um, and and like she grabbed me and she was like, listen, you need to know that you're fucked. You're you are fucked up for doing this. And I was like, for doing what? Mm. Like, I'm just trying to, like, do stuff for my band, dog. Very disappointing. It it, it was extremely disappointing because, like, I've done nothing but support. Is that what she was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, For playing playing with TBR. Do five seconds of fucking research. Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter. It's, It's such a weird thing. Because accusation carries the weight of guilt. That's all there is to it. It does and I these get days, it. yeah. I well, get why that is. The thing is, I get why that is. Because for years it was ignored. But that doesn't. But making someone who's not guilty guilty now, you can't fix the sins of the past by by making things now by by going too far now. You know. I'm not going to stop playing with a band. That has has done almost every single thing successful for our band, just because, just because a a, a select few people, um, want to believe something completely false, right? Right. There we go. I'll tell you what. Let's leave it at that. I think that's a good way to end that segment. That harrowing. Se- but I thought the segment of you having to move back to South Dakota because you're. Uh, <laughs> Having problems was dark. Well, that might have been the, darkest all the, all the, yet. All the pooping story. Holy shit. And the, poop, <laughs> the pooping story was a nice, actually nice levity between the two. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's make uh, the song deal. And okay. we'll come back and we better talk a little bit more about Tightwire. And, uh, you know, make sure people know where they can find them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, but let's try and lift lift the mood by playing the song Good Time. How's that? There we go. There we go. All right. So this is Tightwire with uh, Good Time. Time there by uh, by Tightwire. Yeah. Now that's from the first album. No, that's, that's from, from the new one. Yeah. 
Really well. Oh yeah, I see it. Okay. So, um, it's funny you were talking about Noel. I remember seeing Rational Anthem a few years ago, um, and like that was her and her brother, right? And they were from Florida, but they moved to Iowa or something. So she's still in Iowa. Is Rational Anthem done, and she's playing with you too, or is uh, playing with you too? <laughs> what she's taking a no. place of Bono? <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll, I'll be here all night, everybody. Be here all night. With or without you, Neil. No, without you. no, no, uh, um, no. Uh, Rash is still a band. Okay, cool. Um, her and her brother are still doing it hard. Um, they they have a new bass player, and uh, I, I've heard some of the new songs. They're really good. Yeah, um, I thought they so, were really good when I saw them live. Yeah, so so Rash is still very much an active band. Uh, and they're fantastic. Um, it's funny because like we we never in a million years thought Noel would ever want to play in our dumb band. Like uh, <laughs> she she was like the first choice when when Paul. It was during COVID. Uh, Paul contacted us and was like, "Hey, dude, um, I don't like touring, as you know." I don't want to do this band anymore, but I would love if you guys kept going. Um, I would love to keep like writing songs with you. Any songs I've previously written with you are totally cool to use, which we, we used, but you know, like six Paul songs, Mm. five, five Paul songs. On this new record, um, Smoke Machine being one of the bigger ones. Hmm. Um, and so, like, Parker and I, who were the uh, truly original members now, were like, who, who the fuck should we get? And I was like, I, well, I would really love to play in a band with my cousin again, um, which is Paul Mullaney. And then uh, we asked him. And of course, it was an absolute yes. But I, I was like, we need a lead guitar player. We need somebody who rips and somebody who can sing because I don't want to sing all these fucking songs. Um, sometimes, and, sometimes it's enough just to hold your diarrhea and play and play bass at the same time. Exactly, it's all your attention. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we asked Noel, thinking like. Okay, of course this is going to be a no because Noelle already has her cool fucking band, um, and she came back and said yes right away, hmm. um, and and that's been the band. And then uh, we had like our, our friend Aaron um, who came in and played lead guitar too, because um, you know I was I was kind of drunk at the time and I was like, let me ask a bunch of friends. Let me ask like a million friends who would want to come, and, uh, and hopefully so one of them will say yes. For a while, we played as a five piece. Hmm. Like when we first came back after COVID, three we played guitars as, huh? as as a five piece, which is completely overkill for uh, you know a Ramones core type band. Yep. But uh, but yeah, then Aaron left. Um, who I, I still he's one of my best friends of all time. He left because he didn't want to, you know, do it full time. Um, so now it's the four of us, and it's going to continue to be the four of us. And if it if it's not the four of us, then it's just 
we're just going to stop. So at what point did the night name change from drones to Tightwire? Because I was going to say, there's, um, already, there's already like four bands called drones, so... Yes, yeah, yeah. So drones happened when Paul Kettler was still in the band, mm-hmm. um, when we were still a three-piece. So we were drones, we got signed to Red Scare, and Toby came to us and was like, hey, listen, there's already a band from the UK called Drones. They're doing pretty well. He's like, either you can keep the name um, and do that, uh, and, and maybe your records won't sell very well, and you can conti- continue to be Drones. Or this record's going to come out, you're going to do really well, and then you're going to have a lot of problems yeah. with this other band. Um, you know, it's kind of like a blink, a blink, blink 182 situation, you know, where like the label was just like, listen, you need to fucking change the name or you don't, and then you're going to have more problems in the end. And we were like, well, we don't want to plan on not selling a lot of records. I don't know. I don't know how many records we're going to sell. I don't fucking know. You know, so so what it came down to is um, we had a list of a million band names. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I had a bunch of joke band names. Like, I, I was really listening to a band called Diarrhea Planet. At the time, oh, yeah. they had a bunch so, of guitar players. We just, guitar. we just keep coming back to this, don't we? <laughs> yeah. So, so I was like, I was like, let's do a dumb band name. Like, so I, I like my first suggestion was Tom Petty Theft. <laughs> I um, fucking love that. That's great. Uh, yeah. It's kind of novelty, though. I think it's it, it bitching gets less funny every time you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, Tom Petty Theft was like the big one for me. I was like, let's do that. Um. But then I was listening to that band Tilt Wheel. Mm. And I was like, well, Tilt Wheel, it doesn't really... And then I had a conversation with um, Eric Funk, again, who is like... Maybe... Is he like your spiritual advisor or what? Well, yeah, he, he he's kind of my mentor. Ah, gotcha. He, he's, he, like, he's the dude I trust because Dillinger 4 is like my one of my favorite bands of all time. Mm. You know? And so I just, I trust the things that those guys say. But like, you know, Funk, Funk was like, listen, dude, look at the band Kiss. That band name sucks. But it, but the songs are kind of cool. So he's like, he's like, it doesn't matter what your band is called. And, and so like, I was like, okay, so I took that theory of like, it doesn't matter what the band is called, but every cool band name I came up with or that we would come up with was already taken. Whether it was big or small, it was just like, you know, we came up with like a fucking like like 300 band names. And then I was listening to Tilt Wheel one night and I was like, Tilt Wheel's a cool band. I like this band. And um, and I was like happening to pass over a bridge in Boston and there was like um, it it, like it said on the the, the Boston bridge like 
470,000 tons tilt wheel. Or uh, uh, not tilt wheel, tight wire. Of like, um, it, like they they were were referring to the the iron twisted, the like the twisted iron that was holding the bridge up, and I was like, well, tight wire is kind of a cool name. Um, so I messaged it to the dudes, and then it just like kind of went under the wayside, but we couldn't come up with anything else, and um, finally, uh. Red Scare was like, dude, you need to have a new name, please. <laughs> and I was like, let's just do Tightwire, because it kind of sounds tough. It kind of sounds cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. And who gives a shit? And we, we got a lot of ridicule. Like, I, I, I remember really? sitting down at a bar. I, I remember heard sitting how down bad at... some of these band names are. Yours is not <sighs> bad at all. Yeah, but like the, the thing about it is like we didn't believe in it. We just we just couldn't come up with anything better, mm. and we were like, "Well, we have to put this fucking record out." And I remember sitting down at a bar called Muddy Waters in Uptown Minneapolis, and I was I was sitting with this dude who's um, I won't name him because he's since been been uh, canceled for good reason, <laughs> but uh, I, I was like talking to him, and I was like, uh, "What do you think of the new band name?" And he was like, "I think it fucking sucks." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Fuck you, you fucking asshole!" And so, like, it was me, it was Bob Gould, you know? Yeah, and, like, and so now now <laughs> I feel vind- now I feel vindicated because because he doesn't show his face in anywhere anymore. Yeah. But like, you know, but but the thing about it is, it doesn't matter as long as you write cool songs. Um. But like, yeah, no, none of us were like stoked on the we, we we weren't stoked on the name. We just changed it because Red Scare was like, "Hey, listen, you can keep your fucking name, but you're gonna either run into problems, or if you don't, it just means your records aren't gonna, aren't selling well." Um, you know, and so Tightwire, like drones becoming Tightwire, was just. A thing that we felt like we had to do. Have you, have you grown into it like a baby name? Like you give a baby a name, and it's like people are looking. Your your grandma's looking. It's like well, that's a stupid name for a baby. But then after like a few months, it's like ah, oh, it works. Is it kind of well, grown into it? I think it's cooler than having a band name like Kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and the, and the fact of the matter is, all the good one word names are taken. I mean, you you know, you have to stick two words together to make it work. Well, and then and then another thing. Um, was like um, I, I had somebody at a very young age tell me it's either got to be one syllable, two syllables, or three syllables because they'll go like y- y- you think about the crowd, so they'll either go blink, 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 or uh, tight wire, da 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 da, tight wire, da 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 da. You know, or the things you think about when you're 13 years old. I might be overthinking this one a bit. Like green day, green day, or tight, tight wire. You know, like, so it was like, so like, I, I, like, 
I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to justify the dumb fucking names that it's I come a, up it's with. It's not a bad name. It's really not a bad name. I think it's a, I think it's a fine name. It's, it's, you know, it's not, but it's not a great. I mean, it's name. not, it's not Black Sabbath, but you know, it's, it's, you know, who, who is just, just Black Sabbath? That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's you already, know the what? Best names already we're, Black Sabbath. The, the, the thing about it is, we're not trying to go above and beyond. We're just trying to. We're just trying to be something. We're just trying go. to be a sort of cool band that comes from the Midwest. You know? All over I, the Midwest, and, yes. And, exactly, yeah, and, yeah. and who cares? Uh... So you do your my like you do the MySpace stuff, or does somebody else do that? You still my, keep up with the MySpace? MySpace. No, so what? So people are. I'm joking. If people are trying to find you, you guys do all the social media stuff. You do it yourself, or does somebody else do it? Yeah, it's, it's all me. You're so that if, guy. If, if if you message us on Instagram or TikTok or uh, Facebook or whatever, it's it's gonna be me. There you go. Yeah. And you do you do all that stuff. You do TikTok too, huh? Yeah. I try to do TikTok. It's kids, the kids you know, love it. Kids love it. Us old farts, the kids, I think it's the awesome. kids the kids fucking love it. You know what? And and we're we're always gonna be that band that like tries. Um yeah. probably not probably not very well. We're not gonna. I'm not. No, don't. You, that sounds so rapey. What did he say? Oh, right, try with the kids. <laughs> try with the kids. <laughs> no. Yes. Let's no. Not, let's not no. go there. Cut that a bit out. Boy, I was. I was gonna be like, well, you gotta try. I mean, that wasn't the <laughs> either. Yeah. I, I. I am so. I'm. I'm so hurt by this podcast. This <laughs> it's. Yes, it's yes. funny because we've been talking. By the time we put the music in, this is gonna be like two hours long. More than yeah. two hours long. You ever do? Yes, a, you ever do an interview this normal. long before? Yeah, no, I, I I love it. We're we're digging in deep, baby. You we know, are. Well, and, I, I've fact, done just... I, I, I've done a million podcasts where like they ask me the same generic questions, yeah. and they're like, "What's your what biggest ta- influence? Wh- oh, what's your biggest influence? Yeah. When did you start being a band?" And I'm like, I'm like, you know, you can fucking look at our biography on every single fucking social media. Um, I mean, we so, could no, do I, that. We could do that, but that's worked for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I would rather just get on a podcast and have you guys fucking roast the shit out of me. Well, it's funny. I, I wish I knew if there were any good serial killers in Minneapolis or or, or in South Dakota because we do like to do a little serial killer talk too. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, you you know what? Yeah, um, when I was in high school, there was a a pretty good ser- serial killer case. Oh yeah, in yeah. South Dakota? Uh, the um, they probably in, just did it out of boredom. In, in, no, in Pierre, South Dakota. The uh, the manager of our Walmart killed his wife, who was one of the managers of Kmart. Fierce. Um, yeah. So look up Pierce, South Dakota. Uh, uh, husband, wife, murder, and hmm. you you will find you'll find a pretty juicy story. Like it's Netflix worthy, almost. Kind of almost because like he he went to like great lengths like his his brother helped him like bury her outside mm. of town and um, he went as far as like co- like so she she was like cheating on him um, with, with a like, manager another... with a manager from J C Penney's ironically no no <laughs> she was cheating on him with another guy from Kmart oh boy and uh, he followed them. 
outside of town and he took the condom um, that they were fucking with and he jammed it up his fucking dead wife oh. after he killed her. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. I, I'm not even trying to like like Man, create a sensation here. I, 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 I might have to look this up. This sounds like he, some light reading before bed, Neil. Yeah, look, look <laughs> it up. So if, if you like true crime, there, there's a pretty juicy fucking story here. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, man. So we we've led you where we where we thought we wanted you to go. <laughs> Holy shit, we went all over the goddamn place. Damn. We did. What else? What I mean, what what else? You think you know? It's your turn now. What do you want? What do you want to say, man? What do you got to say? Yeah. Uh, this is the worst. People hate this because it's just like, oh, thanks for putting me on the spot. I'd rather. You well, know. do you have any? Let's start here. Do you have any? New, <laughs> are you working on new stuff? A big tour coming? Yeah, out? I, a new I, album I, or anything? I, feel, well, the guy, I know you got a tour uh, coming. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, I, I feel like I got on the other side of Hot Ones, you know. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's that stupid. I, swing I, 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 I went through all the Hot Wings. Now I get to plug more my of a, shit. More of a malt liquor, like. Okay, so uh, here, let me plug my band. Um, yeah. Yes, tell us tight, where they can, tell everybody where they can find you. Tightwirempls.com. You can find everything there. Um, if you look up Tightwire MPLS on any social media, you'll find everything you need to. We're going on tour with Make War, Good Friend. Billy Liar, um, we'll be oh, at another red, the, scare, another red scare band. Or, yeah, or we'll 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 be at the fest. Um, so just uh, tightwirempls.com. Just look us up there. Yeah, your own website. Okay, and I'm sure you're on all the social media as you mentioned earlier. So, um, uh, Neil, I asked you real briefly. You working on new stuff now, or is because your record just came out earlier this year, right? You kind of just playing yeah. some shows. <laughs> Um, we're just, we're focused on playing shows. I have, we have a bunch of new stuff. We have like 30 songs, but, um, whether or not they see the light of the day is kind of up to Red Scare, um, or whatever next endeavor we do. But, uh, yeah, we, we have a bunch of songs. Um, I don't know if they'll see the light of day. But we'll, we'll, well, we'll, listen, we'll man, figure it out. It seems like your lack of confidence has served you kind of well so far. So I'm going to assume you got some good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I believe I believe we have some good stuff. There you go. Well, I think you should get drunk and send them to a really big label. Jesus. All right. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Just give it a hard time. Sorry, dude. Stay sober, man. No, stay strong. Yeah, stay you strong. know I'm a sober guy. I know. I was just busting your balls. Sorry. Well, you know what? Maybe the, maybe it was a bad joke. I, I hope I don't. Spend, I don't want to send you back to relapse. <laughs> yeah, maybe tonight's the night I relapse. And I swear, I heard a crane start. I'm like, yeah, you know what? He's right. I'm gonna fucking talk to Epitaph. Hey, Brett, what the fuck? <laughs> Why, give me fifty thousand dollars. Mr. Brett's like, I'm sorry. We only signed screamo bands now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well I love man. you guys. It's been a pleasure. It's been real nice to meet you. It was kind of fun because, like I said, we didn't know each other at all. So hopefully we can catch up down the road somewhere. And I guess not have a beer together, but that's okay. Neil so, and I can oh, have a hold beer on. together so, still talk to you. So when are you playing Chicago or Champagne? Is that, is that coming up in the near future? Let me it is. Uh, is it announced? Has it been announced? The end of the month. Um, oh, hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you. 
Let me look up Reggie's real fast. Just give me a fucking moment here, buddy. Well, I find it before you uh, do. Hey, so. <laughs> don't. Um, Champagne is going to be uh, October twenty fourth. And, and go down there and uh, hang out with the mirror again, Neil. Chicago <laughs> is Chicago is going to be November November first. Found it. Yes. You're playing the music joint, so that's the smaller bar on the left. That's the, the more accessible Reggie's side. Person. I like that. Yeah. Tightwire, good. Good. good Friend, and Make War. Reggie's the best. I love that place. If it wasn't so fucking well, far. Hold on a second. It says, it, it says you're playing in... Oh, this was this is December. Never mind. That was two years ago. No, I mean last year. Okay. Freaking internet. You played with the Falcon. Them. Yeah. Well, I just looked up Tightwire, and it just brought up a bunch of shows. Ah, I got you. Well, maybe, I've seen yeah, you dude, maybe I've seen you three times, because did you play the T1 Fest last year? We did. I did see. Holy shit, I've seen you guys three times. What the fuck? Man, Neil, yeah. we're a super fan. You didn't even know Yeah. It. Wow. Because they were played right in between the, the putts and a direct hit after Zoonoids. Yeah, we did. And Zoonoids are so good. Oh, okay. Zoonoids are great. Yeah. Yeah, they play in a tiny little label. For well, uh, come, come out to the Chicago show. If I can. Neil, welcome. Uh, if I can, I will. I might be in San Diego. There's a chance I might be back in San Diego. But, um, yeah, if I can, I certainly will. No, that'd be great. I'd definitely. We'd love to catch up with people down the line. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll come up and I'll bring a... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say I'll bring a bottle so you can poop in it, but that's... That's the one-time deal. That was a one-time deal. Oh, I'll bring him some. Bring him some bad Mexican food. How well, about that? Si- well, si- since since I'm not since I'm not drinking a lot, I'm not like shitting my fucking asshole out. So there you go. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. All right, good, good, good. good. Well, excellent. <laughs> well, listen, man, it, w- it was it was fun. It was fun meeting you. And like I said, it's 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 always fun to talk to somebody we don't know at all. Yeah, I think and it's going now, really well know, though. Like now, now we're, we're best. Now we're like, intimate like, friends. Exactly. Like we've talked to each other long enough now. We've accelerated our friendship to like we've been friends for six months now because uh, we talked to you for so long. So, but yeah, man, it was I, good. I think he hung up on us. He said enough. <laughs> no, I sorry. didn't hang he's up like, on you. Sorry. He's like, fuck you guys. I've had it. No. I've had it with you guys. You guys are going to ruin my career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got kicked out of the no, band just, tomorrow. I, I, I'm just I, I I'm taking in the pleasure it was for for me to be present. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's, it was. he's thinking about all the things pleasure. he said and all the things he wants us to edit out of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll be calling, sending us three three a.m. emails, going, "Dudes, I had a second thought." Uh, <laughs> it happens. Dude, anyway. thank, thank no, you so dude, much for coming on and be being so Thanks open. Yeah, say hello to Kobe right. for us. He's a favorite of ours too. He's a good dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Toby. You know, listen. If Toby calls us up and he says, "Hey, I got this band for you." We're like, "Whatever you need, Toby. Whatever you need, buddy." We're scared of him a little bit. <laughs> we, we we love we, Toby. We know he could crush us like grapes if he wanted to. He's got a lot of cred in the scene. So, yeah. Anyway, really though, I don't know. I don't I know don't, if he does it. I don't think so. As far as I can tell, he's always just living in some third world country off of some woman or something. I'm not really sure what his what his deal is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! What is the matter with you? No, no, you're <laughs> true. It, you're right. He seems to be living his best life. No, he lives all over the place. <laughs> like, I don't know where he is right now, but he's, he's all over. No, he's, in, he's in Germany, I think, right now, isn't he? I think I saw pictures of him in Germany. No, he's not. He, he's in. Uh, I, I'm not going to reveal where he's. He Neil, is, how dare you call Germany a third world country? That's not fair at all. They're very developed all right. over there. Can we be done? <laughs> Let's be done. Hey, thanks, right, man. Bye.
Take it easy. <laughs> I love you. We'll see, you. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, keep a little mark in your heart. Stay free. And we'll smell you later. Smell you later, boys. Bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.